This week's episode of Modular Modcast is brought to you by the lovely people over at my favorite synth shop here in the Northwest, Patchworks. If you would like to uh, solve any or all of your home studio, synthesizer, your rack needs, then look no further than patchworks.com. P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. I would also like to say thank you to Afterlayer Audio for their continued support of Modular Modcast. Please go check out their YouTube channel where they have recently uploaded some new videos regarding their COCO system. COCO stands for Create Your Own Complex Oscillator. Or visit them online at afterlayeraudio.com. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we might have the shortest intro of all time. This is the live episode from Waveform PDX with Ross from Moth and Zeef, Abe from AI Synthesis, Brandon from Mordax, and Jay from Slappy Engineering. And uh, I have so much to talk about from the Waveform experience uh, down in Portland, but unfortunately, I don't have time to accurately talk about it right now while still having this episode get released on time. Crazy weekend, uh, off to a real rocky, bumpy, slow start of this week. So I'm gonna recap it next week, Uh, but here it is, live from Waveform PDX. So many people to thank for making this all possible. Again, that's gonna happen next week. All right. I guess we're uh, we're doing a live podcast. My, name, my name's Tim. Hey. I live in Tacoma, Washington. I do a, a podcast called Podular Modcast, and we've got Ross from Moffinzy, and then we got Jay from Schlappy, then we got Brandon from Mordex, Hello. and then uh, Abraham from Hello. from Al Synthesis. AI Synthesis. <laughs> oh, it's AI. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thought it was Monster. Al Synthesis. Well, um, it's always this. I mean, it's it's it feels weird doing this in in this setting, especially since I'm not uh, prepared at all. Had a wild <laughs> night. Um, we came down on Friday. It's been fun. My goal of the uh, the trip was to kind of wrap my head around and get a bit of a mental map of Portland, and uh, I filled in some blank spaces early this morning. So that was pretty good. Um, how are you enjoying the event so far in the weekend? I think this is pretty fun. You That's guys, pretty nice. Yeah. Are you guys having a good time? <laughs> yeah. That's been busy already. Yeah, for sure. I'm having a positive experience. You're having a positive... Yeah. Trade shows, I know, are everyone's favorite, like all the manufacturers' favorite things yeah. to do. So, 100%. Um, I love to talk to <laughs> yeah. the public. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly a little surprised Brandon uh, showed up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Early. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> By your standards, early for sure. That's, I've heard this same joke from like six different people throughout yeah. the day. Like everybody's like, Brandon's gonna show up on Monday. Well, there's um, like always a theme with these things because it's like I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I always get like three hours of sleep before a trade show because it's the only way. Yeah, it's like everybody the night before, even if they're not at the same bar, just doesn't yeah prepare yeah. themselves at all and they get wasted and then you show up and. Yeah, that's the whole point of the trade show is to is to meet people you should be drinking with regularly yeah. anyway, but you get the excuse to do it. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think we got a good helping of that last night at the yeah. uh, Inversion show. That was a fun show. Fun and you show. got to go on an adventure? I got to go on an adventure <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about that? 5 a.m., I mean, was it? I, I kind of want to, but at the same time, he's not here to defend himself, so I don't, I don't think it's fair. Um, should should be a guest on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bleep out the name. But yeah, one of our friends got lost last night, and we had to mm. track him down. And the sun was up when we found him. Um, <laughs> But like I said, I filled in a lot of blanks on my yeah. on my Portland map. It was a little bit more of an area of Portland that I hadn't anticipated. Does your car around. still have all of its parts on it? It does. Yeah. Well, we were we <laughs> you know a very in Portland it. experience. Yeah. Then. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it is outside right now, yeah, so right. I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. The day is it. young. Yeah, I can't <laughs> confirm that. Um, I mean, it's got to be pretty cool to have a trade show in your hometown. That's got to feel yeah. Like, yeah take it's a been, lot it's of the stress away. It's yeah. easier. Yeah, much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Abe, I'm going to use an old industry term. Can you really just eat that mic? You're a little quiet. Oh, okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to um, stay quiet. Or just, you know, use that barrel chest of yours to really, you know. What's okay, the word? Too. What's the word? Project. Pro- that's the one. Thanks, yeah, Ross. I was a musical theater kid. Oh, so, no, uh, nice. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that then. Yeah. Uh, w- well, was yeah. That, are we, are we doing a duet? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to now make the next 45 minutes about my childhood trauma. <laughs> and nice. I'm going to start at Guys and Dolls at summer camp. <laughs> 1990. Which one were you? I was, well, which production of Guys and Dolls oh. are we talking about, Jay? <laughs> nice. Because we've been through a few iterations of this one. But, uh, yeah, so it started, um, I wouldn't say it was a choice, per se. It was more of a destiny, as Brandon will tell you. <laughs> you know, it was written in the clouds. But uh, I, I'll just give you the greatest hits here. So I think the peak of it was seventh grade when I starred in Crazy For You, which was a Gershwin. Okay. And that one in, in, entailed me learning how to tap dance. Ooh. So I know how to tap dance, unfortunately, against my will. <laughs> and it Excuse was Bobby. Me. Yeah. I mean, do you, want me, yeah, a time, right. do you like, want me a time step with Doc I, Martens on? I, I, I am actually filming. Wow. This, okay. So here yeah. we go. Oh, Jesus. So it's, it's, oh, wow. It's, it's, a step, it's a step heel back, flat, step heel back. And you do it in the whole system. You still got, you still you got still tap got shoes. It. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So it's like the, the whole thing is that it's supposed to sound like that's that's and the time step. And then you step. had to sing plot points while you were doing it. Yeah. So I had to learn. It was like a, allegedly like one of the hardest leads to learn because you have to memorize all this shit and learn all these Gershwin tunes and tap dance. So I was like 13. And like a hormonal rage, and also <laughs> like eating mushrooms every weekend. <laughs> and my Jewish mother was like, "Oh, you're so talented." <laughs> she's in the like musical. <laughs> yeah, Jay has met Yetta. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you met. We her. hung out at Lovecraft. Well, hanging out is like a very loose kind no, of. No, I stood there and she glared at me. Yeah, she looked hours. at you for a while. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "This place is dark." Yeah. <laughs> it's all true. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but... Um, God help us. Yeah, I did musicals for a long now. time. And then, and then it was like the thing where it was like the classic suburb thing where uh, I was the only kid who could do stuff, uh, depressingly as that is. So they just made me do it every year uh-huh. yeah. uh, until I stopped doing it. And then I became the, uh, the guy who's really high behind the soundboard 
running the sound for all the shows. <laughs> so musicals have been a part of my life for longer than I would care to admit. Well, so. I'm, I'm really glad that we stumbled upon this because I feel like I would like to pursue yeah. Uh, the, this like maybe childhood trauma weirdness and oh. I, I, I could I could <laughs> did, did you guys know you were signing up for this today? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. Group I'll therapy. do mine real okay. quick because it's actually it's it's not similar but it, it is. Yeah. So uh, wait, we're, we're talking little t trauma, not big t trauma. Little right? t. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean like is is a constant state is a constant dosage of little t trauma like over years equal big t trauma. It, it might be. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, yeah so it's like little. It's like lowercase italic t. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. my dad got really into karaoke, like with the laser discs that were like 12-inch laser discs Sick. stuff, yeah. you know? And so we had that in our garage, and he would do weddings. And uh, there was this restaurant. So I grew up in this really tiny town called Roslyn, 84 mm. kids in my graduating class, you know, really small. And uh, so there was this little restaurant bar called The Miners, and my dad would go to karaoke there and then became friends with him. And then he started doing these dinner shows. Oh. Where they would charge a f like a you know like a cover and then they would make like a one big meal and everybody would sit there and then my dad would croon to them, but it would be karaoke, wow. not like he didn't have a band he didn't play anything <laughs> he would do karaoke, and then he wanted to start this thing called kids karaoke on oh. Sundays at the miners, and guess whose kids did karaoke? Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. I was forced to do karaoke because the old lady and that always went to the miners loved it. So I sang to the old lady and my parents and the people that worked there. And that they made me do like Hank Williams senior songs and wow. stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, I hated that. Yeah. I hate it. I do like to sing though. Do you I, still do karaoke? I love doing karaoke now, oh. oddly enough. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's got to be on my terms, you know? Yeah. I I'm feel sure you, you like not if you. Not your father's you know, shadow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not my father. Yeah. My dad wanted to, his, his goal as a, as a kid, or, and then into his 20s and probably still, he wanted to be a singing soccer player, like a professional wow. soccer player who was also like a professional singer. Wow. And uh, yeah, he coached a girls' soccer team and did kids' karaoke. So he kind of succeeded. He did succeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he right. did it, yeah. Abe? Uh, I just released the AI-22 <laughs> harmonic mixer. There we go. Uh, <laughs> variation. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, did you grow up in Oregon? or I thought No, California, I, I, or? I grew no, up. No, we didn't. No, no, hell no. East Coast. Uh, Jersey, yeah. Oh, Jersey. Yeah, okay, very right not on. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No right. way. <laughs> um, no. Make what that part of Jersey? Blaringly obvious. Uh, uh, right near Newark Airport. The oh, whole, okay. The whole Sopranos intro was filmed uh, right around the corner from my house. Okay. And my friend is in an episode of The Sopranos. Oh, wow. He got thrown down a flight of stairs and uh, got acid poured on his feet. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's that was where I grew up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We were there uh, yeah. not last summer, but the summer before. Our friends live in Jersey. Wow, I'm in sorry to hear that. Yeah. Mahali. It's Mount Holly, but you call it Mahali. Yeah. Sounds um, about right. And then uh, do you say down the shore? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what we figured out is yeah. anyone of like north of like the Mahali area yeah. says down the shore. And then what are, and they just call it the shore. Yeah, well the problem is, so this is actually like a contentious debate too about New Jersey is like there's people who think that central New Jersey exists <laughs> and it doesn't. There's just North Jersey which is like where you want to be and then the rest of the state. Yeah. So if you're like below that line but you're not in definitively South Jersey which is basically Kentucky <laughs> 
you like really defensively claim that central New Jersey exists oh, because I, you're yeah, insecure about the fact totally. that you're in the shitty part of New Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you're North Jersey, then you stay down the shore. And if, uh, yeah. It's like us saying we grew up in the West Suburbs. Because that yeah. sounds cooler than Beaverton and Aloha. Yeah, I wonder. Sorry, I mean, did you I know, out you? Whoa. These, these guys have My lived bad. here for both of you your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure they have a lot to say about Portland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, Nothing. 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 Oh. I thought that was like a good segue. I was trying to set you guys up. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> knock them down. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, it's like how often have you taken advantage of the fact that there are strip clubs in a town called Beaverton? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's gold right there. I, I feel like I don't even need to say anything else. Um, yeah. Brandon, do you have any cool t- traumatic stories from your childhood? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, growing up as a goth in the uh, suburban. In the West suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Wait you were a goth? Yeah, goth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> he, used to, he used to be. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Still practicing goth. <laughs> Um, can you break down the different like uh, subcategories of goth? So like goth is the umbrella. What's what do we got? What, uh, what's the taxonomy? I think it was Ross actually. Who, who yeah, you're fr- you're Fraser goth. Yeah, Fraser. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like He's an intellectual goth. No, he. Lo- he oh yeah, but like also like the trench coat and, and oh, okay. the gloves. He also shares the politics of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not Kelsey Grammer, though. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Because I think those are very different politics, if I remember. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Not a yeah. good dude. Yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. waiting. That's why I'm up. Now here. that we're on the subject, I really want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Brandon. Let's talk about let's politics. Go, <laughs> yeah. Has anybody called you Dark Brandon yet? Uh, Oh boy. I feel like you're yes. the original Dark <laughs> I did last night. <laughs> yeah. Can someone go steal something from my booth so I have an excuse to get out of here? <laughs> Jay, what was the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you in your life? Ooh. What's your deepest, darkest Nobody has time for this. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm boring. I grew up on the west side. Pretty normal. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Okay. A lot um, of self-loathing. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I'm, well, I guess the reason I really wanted to follow this thread is just kind of see like, <laughs> where are these like common nodes that lead you to modular manufacturing? Mm. You know. Being yeah. unemployable. Be- I, that, <laughs> yeah. Big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, that's a big that's one. Yeah. How it works. <laughs> you got to be your own yeah. boss because it's just like. Yeah. 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 There's nothing to do. Yeah. There's no jobs, so you have to make them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm like adjacent. You know, with what I do, like it's it's kind of the same. Like. I, I, I'm I'm a fine employee, but like, if mm. I don't like what I'm doing, I'm like I'm not yeah. there, you know. Well, well, well this what was the work you did before? Uh, I was a I was actually a an, an electrician for a while, a what? low voltage electrician. Okay. I uh, went through an apprenticeship, got my license, and now I teach night classes at the apprenticeship, mm. so I don't Dope. have to do the construction shit anymore because I hated that. Mm. Um, but I also was in academia for like seven years. I was thought I was going to be a professor, and uh, <laughs> a professor in what? Um, uh, biological anthropology with an emphasis on um, Eocene primate evolution. So like oh. early primates. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Brandon, I've done Brandon some like paleontology stuff and stuff. Um, he can do a time step though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, oh, I like. I have to use, like, every time I get the opportunity to say something like, you know, oscillopithecines or, you know, like something like that, it's like, I'm still paying the government Mm. a lot of money to be able to, and all I have Uh 
is the ability to use some of these words sometimes that make people think I'm pretentious. And I know I sound pretentious. No, you just sound smart. Have, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. same thing. I think that's how I sound, but yeah. some people are like, this fucking guy. Yeah, we'll um, fuck those people. Well, it's like, uh, science is like a language. Like, what is it? I heard some factoid, like, uh... You just you know, said factoid. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love but it. But yeah, like, uh, you know, freshman... Uh, biology major is going to learn more new words than uh, you know a language. Uh, if you're taking a language course, that makes like sense. It's, it's a whole yeah. you know sort of sphere of knowledge with its own lexicon. So it's funny that you say that because my intro to plant biology, which was now this has got to be like 15 years ago, the only thing that I, that really sticks in my head from that is the word totipotency, which oh. is great. Do you guys know what that means? No. So you know how some plants you can take a clipping and just stick that clipping right in the ground and yeah. it'll grow. That's that's, that is that characteristic of huh. being totipotent. Am I right, Hannah? My wife is a horticulturalist, so she, she knows more cool. about this stuff than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... that's well, circling back to your question, mm -hmm. if I may, I yeah. think we all ended up here because we're probably all hardcore DIYers. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, as long as I've known Ross, we've talked yeah. about, you know, yeah. hacking together cigar box, square that's wave sense and crap, yeah. like, from... Young times, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, your Iraq has matured incredibly over the last however long. But, you know, at the core of it, I think we're all just, we made shit in our basements. And eventually we ended up finding a way to sort of make money on that. Sort yeah. of. Sort you know? of a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a, a pleasant way of saying it. I think I'm more in agreement with Abe here. Because it's like, I can't work for anyone because yeah. I'm a shit employee. <laughs> I also can't retain employees because I'm a shit boss. <laughs> so I am kind of limping along here. Uh, so yeah, I don't think, uh, like, here's an example, right? So like, I used to work in food service. Mm -hmm. And... Um, one time a guy, I, this was in Georgia, so I went to school in Georgia, and one time a guy ordered this breakfast called the lamppost breakfast, which is like all the shit. So it's like bacon and sausage and cheese grits and toast and like four eggs and sausage gravy. You know, it's like the South, right? Okay, yeah. And the guy was like, uh, he's like, can I get the lamppost breakfast, but can you just mix it all together and put it in one big bowl? And I thought, because I'm from Jersey, that he was being sarcastic and was joking. And I looked him straight in the face and I said to him, because I thought we, were, we had like a comedic rapport. Uh -huh. I was like, yeah, you want me to put it on the floor so you can eat it like a fucking dog too? <laughs> and he looked me right in the eyes and without a single, like without skipping a beat, just totally stone cold, he was just like, I'd like to speak to the manager. <laughs> so my track record... Yeah, I, I like. The, I mean, maybe you did have a comedic rapport, but you really jumped into the deep end. You went like I a went to for D. the jugular. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. can't read. People. Maybe I'm on the spectrum. I don't know. It's I like lost two jobs from jumping full trays of drinks into people's laps. Oh, I worked it twice. Damn. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. but you were also a back of house dude. That's why right? I was a back of house. Oh, dude. I see. Yeah. I wasn't allowed out front anymore. Yeah. But anyway. So it's like I don't know. It's like able. Like what would what. What else would you do if not this? Like what? Oh, I've, I've, I have like a backup list of like alternate businesses. Okay. If if and when this goes down where's, the tubes, where's are the they all entrepreneur? Or are they all like you working for other people? Or no, they're all they're all a, a boss. Yeah. Okay. That, that yeah, yeah. I used to be employable before this. Right. And now you've tasted. Right. And you've now tasted the other side, and you can't it's go over. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I woke up. An alarm for the first time in weeks today. Yeah, I yeah. don't like it. No, yeah. no, waking up to I think um, to sleep 
until you want to, to sleep until you wake up is one of the most important things a person can have in their life, mm. and it will change everything, I think. Uh, my wife and I both used to have to wake up at like 4 a.m. because we'd have 6 a.m. starts. And in the winter, leaving, leaving when it's dark, <laughs> coming mm. home when it's dark, mm. it gets real, dr especially in the Northwest. Were you guys building dreary. three bodies? Because that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I uh, used one of those three bodies last night. Awesome. Hey. Um, and it was Did it work? Great. It's, Sweet. it's a fantastic, very fun oscillator. Not that they don't work, for the record. Right. <laughs> they do. They really do. Well, so what I loved about it is, and I was actually kind of at first a little bummed about it after I built the set I was like I'm using the three body as like a, like my pretty sounding voice in this because right. it does that very well but actually during like sound check I discovered like oh that's how you do the thing that, that they were showing me but I forgot how to do and so I got to implement that in the set that's like, why you recorded it and yeah. made all these people listen to it yeah wait I haven't made anybody listen to it yet but I did record it I will make people listen you to did it. you put it on your <laughs> podcast no. Eric and I. Oh no, no, like I'm talking my set, my set last oh, night. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I could have. I thought you were talking about the that. tutorial. You were like, I can't remember. It's like you recorded. It was like an hour long. Well, yeah, but then I'd have to like do work. Yeah. Again, fair enough. I'm a bad employee. Less is like, I'm good at doing my own podcast, kind of. No, it's like, good. <laughs> it's a good podcast. Well, it's tight. I, thank you. I think yeah. I think the show itself is is pretty good, but it's like the scheduling. Replying to emails. Well, hey, didn't you didn't, you, didn't you actually just recently? Uh, I saw online that you got some flack from a hater. Oh yeah, I got. I really, I'd, I'd like I you to pull it. that. Out. I really loved that. So it made I, me smile. Actually, I, I, I shared it, and then after I shared it, I wait. Realized, hold on, did you have that in your pocket with that goofy thing stuck on it? I mean, this goes in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I hated I like, these. The? I thought these were so dumb, but okay. my wife had one, and I was yeah, like, yeah. that actually looks pretty good. Uh -huh. And it's a oh, wallet. So good. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you see my confusion, right? Yeah, totally. Like, those are tiny little shorts. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my, it's you know, the, my it's story. The podcast, Don't get me started. The podcast so, pocket. So when I posted this, I I had I like after it was posted, I was like, oh, people are gonna like give me compliments and be like, oh no, it's great. And I was like, I I don't want to. That's not why I posted. I yeah. I am genuinely just in, endlessly fascinated by the way some people handle the anonymity of, yes. of the internet and just like the fucking insanity. <laughs> yeah, just like how insane people are and they just like, you know, I think, and you probably get this all the time in, in what you do, but like, you don't get talked to as if you were a person. They're talking hmm. to your thing as if it yeah. is some like non-personal entity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was hilarious. So it says, uh, good guests, bad host. <laughs> Not really interested in hearing the same stories about the host's past with guitar pedals when we could be hearing more from the artist. Tim constantly shifts the discussion back on himself with plenty of ums and really detracts from what could be a great podcast. It's this is the best part right here. It's unfortunate that this is the host that this niche is stuck with. It's true. As he is now unfortunately entrenched in the quote-unquote community, not so much because of talent or for being a good host, <laughs> but simply because he is the loud voice in a small space. Sounds like this person <laughs> is Give yeah. it up, everybody. Come amazing. on. That is yeah. like, I, I mean, I want to talk to this person. Like, I really want it, like, just to see what, but not like, it was yeah, me. now is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that would be. I think that would be. Plot twist. That would be better. That yeah, would, it I, wasn't. I don't know. Wasn't. I don't think that would be better. But if there was like an alternate thing, I would hope yeah. it was you who did it. Well, at the risk of sounding insanely narcissistic and vain, uh, <laughs> I compiled for a really long time. I got a lot of shit reviews and a lot of shit emails uh, for a long time. I mm. still do. But I compiled all of them because I wanted to make a limited edition Moffin's Eve shower curtain, <laughs> which was just a tessellation of all of the horrible things people I have said about me. I think that's a really good idea. I'm going to do it yeah, now. I'm going to do it next week. I yeah. was thinking about just putting that whole review on a shirt. You should do and that. And just have a white Definitely. shirt with yeah. that whole thing. I love yeah. the cri- like, like constructive criticism of like, Will you do a different show and just find a different host? Yeah, well, I love, I love, I, yeah, the constructive criticism was like, hey, maybe you should try killing yourself. You know, it's like, maybe you should just, like, really just throw in the towel. You suck. Have you thought about, like, what you're actually, like, providing and, yeah. like, you know, So what was your, your, your initial emotion when you, when you read that? When I read, th- honestly, like, um, like, uh, flabbergasted joy. Yeah, that's <laughs> like there's not because it's. It, I was talking with my wife Hannah about this. It is so cartoonish that there's not a there's not a part of me that feels bad about it. You know, like also like you know that shows you're doing something right. If pe- when people start talking shit about you on the internet mm. as if you're not a person, that means like you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. or you're a woman. So Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, are are you kidding? What? About Trump? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean that fucking election was stolen, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Just kidding. Hey, we're all friends here, right? We can speak our real thoughts, right, everybody? <laughs> um, what else do you guys want to talk about? So what's your deal? Politics? Yeah. <laughs> deal? So what's your deal? Yeah. 10% off at our booth today. Oh, really? 10% off. All right. Yep. Sweet. Today only, though. So sorry, podcast listeners. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have like anything like new you would like to share or anything that we could look forward to? Or, uh, well, I, we released I, our three-body module, but you can't buy it because we're out of them. Oh, nice. Well, that's kind of a good problem to have. Uh, it is and it isn't. Right. That's been the... My whole morning has been like, this thing is great. And people are like, yes, it is. And I'm like, that's cool, but you cannot have it because we don't have any. Uh, but is, soon. Is we this soon. A, so I, I really didn't want to get into the supply chain chat, but yeah, is no, this oh basically because of that? Or? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Chip shortage stuff is the crux of it, but you know. Yeah. Our yeah. launch was small. They all sold. Blah, okay. Sorry. Right. More coming, but right. it's been um, positive. People are into it. So yeah, we're it's, into it's it. really cool. I really like it. Excellent module. I uh, I have a thing that I came out with like two weeks ago called the the Rattla. The Rattla. Okay. Yeah, R A T T L A H. It's uh it's a shakeable passive mute. So you just plug something into it and shake it, and it shuts the signal on and off. It's oh, not nice. not that exciting, but I have one left at my booth, and I actually just opened like three days ago, mostly because of Brandon. Actually, we were hanging out at KnobCon, and he was like, "You should make more dial-up modules." So I decided, like, I kind of discontinued my Eurorack line a while ago for Mm -hmm. a variety of reasons, and I decided on a whim to make 50 more dial-up modules in black because people really liked it. Brandon thought it was cool. One big system. You can only get one dial-up. Not this time. 
But uh, I do. So people are asking me, like, why don't you make Euro Rack anymore? So it's like I am making 50 more modules. So okay. if anyone listening to this wants a dial up module, why aren't you making Yeah, I was going to say, can, can we talk about? Do you uh, want to talk the, about that? Yeah, I mean, the, the shortest explanation of it is that there wasn't enough demand to sustain production. And it's like I made a lot of different modules, and they were all really strange. And. Um, if there was demand, it was so minimal that I personally couldn't afford shelling out the cash to make 100 or 50 of something and have them sitting on a shelf for an, an indefinite amount of time. Right. Uh, a lot of it had to do with cash flow. And you know you can't really build a business around uh, dial-up modem for HP modules that cost $129 that sell <laughs> once every four months. Well, those demand problems so are getting trickier, right? Like, yeah. it's really hard to go, yes, I'm going to make 100 of these when the chips, if you want to get them, That's if you can get them. Yeah, like, it's like there's the an you know, there's a scale of pricing. There, so yeah, there's an economy of amount, scale. Like, that's, that's the thing that people don't realize with a lot of this stuff. It's like there's an economy of scale where it's like if you're doing small-scale runs and you're building them by hand, let's say, and you can be the type of person to sell something that's, like, really high quality, uh, you're going to have to charge a lot of money for it, right? Because right? it's like you can only make so many of them. Uh, but then you get into this weird middle ground where you're like between one man kind of like art artisan thing and like small scale manufacturing with like employees. And until you get to that weird middle ground where like you can afford to have two or three people on staff and you're moving a few hundred pieces, you're kind of in this stuck kind of scale where it's like you can't really scale up. It's not really in your benefit. And if you do, you're out a bunch of cash. Like I don't have this like trust fund baby money. I'm not taking out like huge loans here. It's like rolling the cash forward. So it's like I've had to like constantly ebb and flow based on demand. And I had a few products that were kind of popular, but those are still in quantities of like under 500 pieces for most of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's like a constant juggling thing. Like the dial-up module, I only made 100 of them originally, and it took me like four years to sell them because wow. like nobody gives a shit about my Eurorack modules. So it's like... <laughs> It was really hard because like I really cared about it and I put a lot of time into it, but like people didn't really give a shit about it. So it, it's really hard to like build enough to um, justify it. So yeah. this run of fifty, you know, it's really not that expensive to make, um, and people want it. So right. you know, I've already kind of paid for the run. Yeah, this is the bummer. I think we're gonna see if we're talking bigger picture in this industry yeah. is. Uh, you're seeing, you know, there's a couple big players that have kind of, they're bowing out because this is hard enough at their scale. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to see a lot of smaller companies that, like you said, are like at that I think just about to bust over style. Yeah. They're just not going to be able to get parts. It's mm. not even it's a, true. you know. It's, it's hard It's hard to feed the team, you know. And it's yeah, like, if you're a right. one-person show, you can afford to scale back because it's just right. you. Yeah, it's nimble. Right. You know? right. It's like, right. but when you're in that weird middle ground, it's really difficult. So, yeah. Um, it's a delicate, you're, you're kind of, I mean, I'm sure everyone on this panel agrees that you're kind of always walking on a tightrope, you yeah. know, unless, yeah, um, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're one run away from total collapse yeah. because, like, you don't know. Like, yeah. Everything I think has that's to work. common yeah. with yeah. anybody going into any sort of, like, whether it's the arts, like, if you're, like, a professional musician or in, you know, not, like, superstar, but acting or, like, podcasting, you know, like, there is, there is, like, this, like, this could all just stop, like, yeah. tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but that, actually, Ross, what That'd you're talking about... That'd be a very funny about, stopping like, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that. Uh, nice. um, yeah, but then it would be a half hour short. Um, 
We're, we're halfway there, guys. Oh, this um, is nothing. Yeah. Man, just get me starting to talk about you homemade pasta. It's like, to fuck, this man. much again. <laughs> we're almost there. Yeah, this is um, nothing. Well, what you were just saying, Ross, actually, I've, I've talked to some other manufacturers about this, but because you're, I mean, it is getting bigger, but it's, it's, it's like a sub-niche of a sub-niche, and it's, you know, there's like an element of, like, even though it's electronic music, there's like a punk rock kind of, like, ethos in it of, like, you know, do your own thing, DIY, sure. and um, be your own boss, and make what you want to make. And I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ross, but yeah. you, you seem like somebody, and I think this is the case with most people I've talked to in the, the industry, but I'd like to hear this from all of you guys. Sure. There's got to be some. There's got to be some push and pull between like, well, I want to do this, no, not but like, yeah. this is this would say, if I just I could make something that like would would sell better, yeah. more simple or something, but like I don't. Think so I'm mentally ill, and I am not <laughs> not like any of the people on this panel in the sense that my ethos from day one has always been: if you have an idea at all, do not waste a single second thinking about the quality of the idea execute it all the way through to shipping it and deal with the emotional ramifications of that <laughs> three and a half years from now and then start going to therapy. So I have made every idea I've ever had and all of them for the most part have sold horribly <laughs> except one or two of them. Well, so I'm at like the net zero. So, so it's like, that's one way to do it. Yeah. I don't yeah. recommend it. Uh, but I come from that standpoint because uh, I have like an art background mm -hmm. and I have always believed that, and maybe this will inspire you guys, I don't know, but I have believed that criticism and creation are two isolated processes. And when the creator starts to become the critic, you start to hinder uh, whatever thing you did because the truth of the matter is right if we want to get meta here the quality of a piece of work that you do is not and we know this throughout art history is not dictated on how well it did financially sure. or how successful or how popular it was right so mm -hmm. it's like a lot of the people that I've admired over the years either didn't receive recognition until they died or didn't receive recognition at all or didn't receive recognition until their later years. And that's obviously not the blueprint for all creative people, but I think if you're interested in engaging with this in a creative process and not as much a entrepreneurial and business process, because this is the spectrum here, right? Mm -hmm. There's like people who are actually running businesses here. <coughs> but if you're like, thinking of this as like an artisan creator or whatever, uh, the second you start to criticize your work in the process of its creation, uh, I think you start to shoot yourself in the foot because you're, you're starting to allow your insecurities and external um, critique of what you do to be more important than your own reason for doing something, right? right? Yeah, you're, you're, you're giving me therapy right now because Tight. I... I, <laughs> yeah. I Philosophically, am coming from exactly everything you just said. Yeah. But I, I am still learning how to like integrate that or well, do that. It's you know? like, like you know. So this all comes back to like authenticity, right? So it's like it would be inauthentic for me to sit here and be like, I'm making a great thing because first and foremost, I'm incapable of that, and secondly, <laughs> it's like that's not in line with any of the things, like any of the reasons I started the company and any of the reasons I do anything, right? So it's like. The, the more in touch you can be with your actual authentic reason for doing something, 
you'll yield whatever benefits are intrinsic to that practice through doing that. You well, know, it's not so your it's like responsibility to decide if something's great or not. No, but a, it is your responsibility to pay your fucking rent, right? So <laughs> it's like that's like a whole issue tied but, up know, in this. Yeah. There's probably yeah. a lot of muskrat owners out there. They're like, I couldn't do what I do without this. You'll yeah, never know. I mean, it's that like the module you, I've been thinking about the whole time. I'm like, muskrat yeah. is. A fucking awesome. I appreciate it. I mean, it's like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here. It's like my objective in doing all of this had nothing to do with like making the most number of units or whatever. It was like, I wanted to make things that had this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. this philosophical and aesthetic execution that did a thing. And for me, it was like always the headspace of like, well, if I can break even and like make a little bit of money, that'll be great. But that's not the motivation for Mm -hmm. doing these things. And it's like, I feel like personally, when your motivation starts to be driven by those things, uh, it, it manifests itself in the object itself. It's like people can smell insincerity coming right. off of you. It's Actually, like Let me just interrupt. This episode is brought to you by uh, Instacart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great, that's a great thing to bring up, right? Because it's like on the subject of like podcast people and influencer people, like I understand it's like a business and everything, but it's like there are people who I love, like for instance, like DivKid, mm-hmm. right? Like DivKid is like an OG. Mm-hmm. Like DivKid is an insanely talented human being. He's one of the nicest people I have ever met. Yeah. Yeah. Like of all of the people in the community, he's genuinely interested in what he's talking about. Smart as a whip. And he's yeah. pumped. He's yeah. pumped. Like, and he's it doesn't like, matter what the thing is, he is pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. and he's like living yeah. his truest form of himself. And, and it's it like, comes through in his work. Yeah. It comes through. And, and yeah. as a result, it's like success or whatever you want to call that or define that as. Like I'm using that in the most abstract term. It's like that attracts itself to those yes. things. Yeah. It's like it's like that, that notion of like attract, not chase. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think so it's yeah. like I did, I, that's something that like I learned later and like. It's kind of like, you know, there, there, there are these, like I said, I'm like philosophically, I'm with you. That's in my prefrontal cortex. That's in my yeah. thinking about it. But yeah. then, like, my limbic system takes over or whatever, and yeah. it's like, ah. Um, yeah. And that's, some, you know, something I, like, I do want to make money off of the podcast and yeah. music and everything. You're going to need better guests. <laughs> yeah, you need to start there. <laughs> for the sole purpose that I can just not have to have a job with a boss. Right. You know, like, and luckily I've, I've maneuvered my way where I do have a boss, but he's my friend and it's really great. Well, you but know like, what's interesting um, about that is, um, like, something I think about a lot, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but Philip Glass, as he was writing Einstein on the beach, like, peak Philip Glass was still working as a plumber. Mm-hmm. in New York because he had this idea of like if I can separate how I make a living from my work then I'll never like it's like the streams won't cross like it'll be easier for me to make money and it'll be easier for me to be creative mm. which is like an interesting thing because it's like I, I try to do that myself because it's like I don't make enough money off of making synthesizers to sustain synthesizers like no way mm-hmm. like I'm doing soldering work for, for Teensy I do all the soldering for them and I do other odd jobs and shit to pay the bills but it's like um, that's uh, that's something I think about a lot because we have this notion of like, if you love something, you know, you should be able to make a living off of it, and it's like I don't I don't know how true that is personally. Yeah, I, I mean I struggle with that, but like the one thing like I just feel like we all got so duped into this whole like work thing. Yeah, like the fact that you work like the majority of your waking existence is spent. Mm-hmm. Doing yeah, something that you is don't want to fucking no. do. Um, you and, could just do that, drugs instead. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah I mean, it's kind of <laughs> all of the above. Or, or both. both. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the real struggle here, I mean, with anything creative, is you've got to love that thing despite 
mm-hmm. making money on yeah. it. Oh, totally. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're right in the middle of a product launch cycle. I can speak from direct right this second experience. Uh-huh. Like, it's hard not to be mad at that module sometimes because yeah. it causes a little bit of grief. But at the same yeah. time, I get to spend time with people like with things like this. And people, yeah. I see their eyes get a little big. I'm like, oh, yeah, snap. yeah. I, for, I kind of forget that like I'm not just making a whopper for somebody walking yeah, through the door. Exactly. Like, or yeah. fucking you know, pulling cable through a ceiling. Even if it's just a little a second of somebody being like, oh, like you can tell it kind of gets their brain working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. pulls you right back totally. to like, totally. oh, right, this is why we're doing this. It's right. not the like it's a barely paying thing. rent yeah. and extra jobs and. La 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 la. Yeah. It's like, right, we're making cool shit. Yeah. Like, and that's a struggle for any small business. If you're a caterer or a you know, podcast or whatever, it doesn't matter. You gotta remember that you love the thing despite all the bullshit you do to get there, yeah. right? Like because yeah. I mean, that bullshit's not fun. I mean it's a it's unending, but like I know. I've rarely even like questioned like how like do I like doing the podcast and or do, how long am I gonna do this? Right. Like I, I'm almost five years in, and I'm still doing it every week, yeah. and it's. You so you're know, doing a like good job, man. Are any of us in our like high I, school bands anymore? Uh, no, we're not, because you right, had that exactly. moment. Where like, this yeah. just isn't fun exactly. anymore for and some reason. I'm sure and you there'll move be on. a time like, when yeah. I'll be ready to move on, and right. uh, you know, hopefully, I can sell the brand for a lot of money. Yeah, there you um, <laughs> well, dude, it's like because like a great I, stopping point. Flying by him. I mean, it was like I said to you when I saw you in Seattle. Like I re-listened to that Darwin episode. Like after he passed recently, you know, and it was like those things like being the guy who's archiving because this is what you're doing it's like that is very 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 important so it's like aside from whatever you know we're talking about like success and everything it's like the job of the archivist it's like you're doing that so it's like that that comes with its own responsibility and its own merit to it i'm glad that you said that because i do feel that and i feel like that this like i think about like when like the thing that excites me the most about like the the podcast as a whole is actually like people maybe listening to to these episodes in 30 years and not giving a fuck who I am but like mm-hmm. holy shit Darwin Gross was on this show and all you know all these and fucking right. Abe from Al Synthesis was on this mm-hmm. one and um Oh, where was I going with that but yeah I, I was just telling AI. my wife the other Tim. I was just telling my <laughs> wife the other day that like Really? <laughs> <laughs> I started this I hoping know. to like boost my musical career presence or whatever. Also because I wanted to do this, but I was like, oh, it's an untapped market. And I wasn't expecting that like hands down the most like valuable, the best part about doing this is just like all the fucking awesome people that have become mm-hmm. good buddies with yeah. Through it and and finding a or community. used to be or used to be. Yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> on you, buddy. That's on you, Abe. So much for that. You should see the review he wrote me. He he was nice enough to keep it just in a private email. But if you thought the one I read earlier was bad, oh man. Well, I can say for the Eurorack community, I, that your gets thrown around a lot. But I've been working in electronics for. 15 years and weaving my way through all that euro rack is definitely a place where people they don't walk up to your table and be like oh an envelope huh whatever off they go yeah there's none of that people no. are like oh another envelope tell me about it yeah mm-hmm. like people are excited right. they're right. open to it you know it's there's more opportunity in this community than there is like i don't need another fuzz pedal mm-hmm. i have a fuzz pedal well you I don't built pedals for a long time you right. tell. Yeah, but yeah. like that world is very re- it has a tendency to be reductive oh, yeah. instead of additive. And I feel sure. like that's something, maybe this is a synth community as a whole thing, the way it exists right now, but mm-hmm. I feel like even events like this, like when we do this, I feel like I get a lot more, the questions make me think rather than making me like, 
fuck, can this guy go away? Yeah, like, yeah. Which well, trade shows I've done in the previous Germanian industries, that's how it goes. It's like you feel like yeah. you're getting grilled instead of being embraced. It's a very different mm-hmm. vibe. You don't you don't get into this unless you're a fucking dweeb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah that, we're yeah, all sure. dweebs. Yeah. Like, true. And there's yeah. like no like. There, there's no like rock stars here. There are no, no. rock stars. You're right. not gonna become like. Right. No. Um, and I think, and I think just going into this world knowing that, like, I think a lot of people check like an ego, their ego at the door, maybe hopefully, and. Yeah, um, they're just excited to see other people that know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. Enthusiastic. So. Well. I mean, we still make up. Like you and I have talked about this. Like the euro, like the space that we occupy is like the razor's edge <laughs> of the synthesizer yeah. world right, not e- right. not even the music yeah. technology world Although, it's like, like a, nothing i've heard like it seems like uh, i've heard that like guitars aren't selling as well and bigger like sweetwater and these big yeah. you know, vintage king audio and stuff i i feel like i hear like seeing these guys starting to post or list modular stuff and more and more synth stuff like do you think as synth stuff gets more popular i mean eurorack's getting more popular like do you think that there's going to be a, a bubble burst and and they've like been talking about that ever yeah, since I mean, they started. Perception, yeah, yeah. yeah. since Dofer, yeah. yeah, it's perception. Yeah, you know, like it's a that genre thing. Maybe that that's a hype well, curve did that it has ar- eclipsed. But yeah, like, did fixed architecture you know. since just dry up and disappear? Like they they ebbed and flowed over the years, but it's yeah. not like people are just going to throw their Eurorack shit in the Willamette and. I think it's. I think it's safe to say. I think it's safe to say that as like a trend thing. I don't think hardware as a concept is is on the decline. Would you guys agree with that? It's like. I think. I think. I think think we went through that whole thing of like, oh, laptops, laptops, laptops. I don't want to play with a laptop anymore. It's like that was like a a conversation ten years ago, Mm -hmm. and now people are just like in agreement of like, yeah, we like playing with physical things. Well, and how many you know? modules are little laptops with not without sure. QWERTY stuck on them? These sure. days, like digital yeah. and analog and all of that is mm-hmm. it's so much closer related now yeah. compared mm-hmm. to how it was even just a few years ago. Like it was unthinkable to make digital modules. What three, four years ago? Like a couple people did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave Rossum did it. Like people that are really like truly skilled engineers could navigate it. But mm-hmm. you know, Scott Yeager. Yeah. Scott, well, yeah. And Scott put in the work like to Scott make those Yeager. things work the way that they do. So. Yeah. You know, Sky I think I think you're Sky. right. The divide between like laptop people and blah, like we've joked yeah. about, you well, joked about laptop on the spot and I stuff. I feel like, like <laughs> that <laughs> conversation, the laptop conversation, is like so ten years ago. But I think yeah. like the digital versus analog conversation is now right. like over. That's well, so come down. Slappy's proving that right. with FPGAs. Yeah, come down and like, talk to me about digital versus analog. Yeah. Like yeah. our new product. That's that's the story. Yeah, I think three body. I think Slappy, especially because he did a a teardown online of like the actual which I thought was one of the coolest things that a manufacturer's mm-hmm. ever super done. Super good video. Yeah. Super good. He did a full teardown of why he chose to do an FPGA and the reason like I love Eric for this reason cuz his like first thing is he's like I chose to do this with an FPGA because I'm insane and this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Is that same for field programmable array? Shut uh, up. Yeah. You making fun of me? Oh. Oh, no. But I just, <laughs> what an ass. You make fun of me in your house now you're making fun of me here? No, no, <laughs> never again. I'm just calling back to you. We are I dead. wasn't making fun of you then. I am now. <laughs> but I also learned what it stood for by yeah. you not remembering and Perfect. then Eric told both of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening that cares about what we're talking about, there is a, uh, <laughs> there's a full engineering teardown that he did of the module that right. Jay is talking about and the advantages and disadvantages of using this technology. And it's really awesome because it's like that video like 10 years from now, 
it's like the same type of shit that like when like Dave Smith was talking about MIDI and trying yeah, to right, get totally, people interested totally. in MIDI and it's like yeah there's Dave Smith talking about MIDI it's mm-hmm. like Schlappy did the thing with the FPGA that people have been talking about doing but didn't do and he right. did it and it's like now talking about it as like the advantages and disadvantages or whatever it's like now that conversation can happen because Eric did it so it's like that's the thing about all of this that's really cool is it's like on that conversation about like passion and community and everything it's like the maker world is like one other element of that where it's like most of these people unless you're a complete prick are like so happy to share their intellectual property with you Uh which is like something about this whole thing that's awesome because it's like everyone is just collectively interested in doing cool shit Mm -hmm. so uh eric did that for this and it's really really dope and yeah i would think that for me was like a final nail in the coffin of like analog versus digital is like not an argument not an argument at all the thing sounds awesome it does the thing that analog is supposed to do it has the benefits of digital production wise like schlappy killed it with I also one. think that video um, if you're like having a hard time sleeping I think you should put that on and listen to it because <laughs> Eric's voice like, just Eric is just one of the sweetest fucking people in the world and it's like his very uh, distinct you know speaking voice yes. is very sweet and like I feel like that would just be like and it's about FPGAs you know so like <laughs> like you're, it's not a real fucking page turner you know or yeah. you know, like like so I feel like you could just be lulled know, to sleep by his dulcet tones. I can. I don't want to speak for Eric because he's not here, but he is definitely interested in that sort of educational component. Like the new for module, sure. we're not here to talk about it, but he calls it a toolkit. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's yes, it's an oscillator. Yes, it blah 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 blah. The point is, you should be able to sit down at this thing and learn something from right. it. Oh, totally. Yeah. So you know, you can look at the manual if you want. He he. He rambles a bit on some very interesting things about FM and phase modulation and how mm-hmm. they differ and why you may choose one or the, over the other. It's kind of like reading through data sheets. Like even if you don't care about right. building gear, sometimes it's fun to pull up an op-amp data sheet and be like, oh, I play guitar. I understand this terminology, even if <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, right, right. it's not applicable to your life any other way. Right, right, I yeah. feel like Eric does a really good job. And he has videos on the Schlappy Engineering YouTube channel about mm-hmm you know, amplitude modulation and how yeah. to make percussion synthesis. And he's got these long dive, which he shot in our office. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think maybe that was something, he might've done some PCC stuff or something. He did, he did, he did some sort of intro to synthesis. In, in, yeah, intro mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, yeah. you know, those are years old. And like you're talking about, like there's a little bit of educational component that yes, if you buy our modules, they will do those things. So what? Go I, download the three dot body manual right. from our website and read it. It's free. You might pick up something interesting. Right, right. Don't buy it. We don't care. Like yeah. you may get something out of it. Right. Yeah. I think and that he's very motivated right. to like make sure you know, you see some modules are gear that you buy. And you're just like, I have no idea. I sit down at the Hydra synth. I'm like, yeah, I understand the words on this. This makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. It's so dense. <laughs> yeah, I had that. Eric is had that the backwards of that. He yeah. wants a and knob I think that's for every a function. Common, and that seems yeah. to be a common thread throughout the, the builders, and I feel like mm. that, was Abe's, that was Abe's big thing starting out, was right. the educational aspect of it. And, totally. Um, you know, and after later, like, I'm doing the video content and stuff, and, and, you know, our goal is not to, like, make business cards in the shape of videos. It's, it's more of, like, can we teach people stuff? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, once I get enough time, hopefully, I, we want to just do, like, a modular concepts video well i mean i can speak on behalf of everyone here without even asking it's like all of us <laughs> go great. no i'm serious like all of us 
learned how to do the shit we did from that type of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It's like yeah. everyone learned, like, and it's hilarious to me because it's like I meet people and they always like give me like the same speech of like, I don't know anything, I don't know how to solder, I don't know this, I don't know that, blah, blah, blah. I just want to do it. And I'm like, you're talking to a fucking moron <laughs> who still doesn't know how to do any of that. You know, yeah. it's like you, it's, and everyone, for the most part, until you reach a certain status level, or maybe you do get an actual degree, but even Schlappy's not like that. Schlappy is an EE, and like right. he shares. It's like I, yeah, I think th- isn't uh, Eli from from Mystic. Yeah, actually, Eli's yeah. Eli's but an EE. But it, they're like yeah. the 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 few. You well, know? they're the first ones to tell you that like you're not going to learn how to make a synthesizer at right. an EE degree. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. audio right. technology, like people don't realize this. It's like. This, it's like skipped over. It's like 101 for like two minutes at the yeah. beginning of an EE thing, if that, because it's at such a low frequency range yeah. and it's such a dead. It's like not on the cutting edge of anything. Right, right, yeah. And the engineering you're doing isn't really. I mean, like, yes, there are precision elements of it where you need things to work linearly and all these like precision elements. But like at the end of the day, it's an aesthetic practice. Mm-hmm. So you can't really. It's like we can sit here and we can talk about discrepancies between transistors and topologies for different filter designs and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, what does the thing sound like? Right. Yeah, it does and feel good. Yeah, and it's like there's yeah. that Oberheim video that, that like Brandon you, and I love. Did loved. you cook a good burger with it? Like yeah. It doesn't really matter what the, what the, the spatula the, is. Was it the like, SEM he was talking about with the filter where he was tweaking that one resistor value? I think it was a SEM, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the SEM filter. Oberheim was like, oh, there's this one resistor value, and it, it had something to do with the resonance, where if the resonance is cranked too hot, it starts to distort which is good, but then it distorts too much and it's bad. So there's this like sweet spot and he was like running all the numbers and everything and he was like, I literally, I just have to sit here and, and just like manually swap out these resistors oh by hand, God. a little up, a little down. And he just like spent two or three days just changing this resistor value until it sounded the way he needed it to sound. And there's this interview with him where he's talking about it and he's like, I could write transfer functions all day and try to explain this complex <laughs> analog phenomenon what's happening. Or I could just sit here and tell you that it sounds really good. Yeah, right. You know? And it's like, that's the beautiful thing about this, where it's like, you're on the cusp of all of these different, it's like art, design, tech. Yeah, that's, you know, that's you're been, like, that, I think that's another thing that makes this, like, world of, of like, modular, like, extra special, and, and I think is one of the many components of this, like, this community thing is, like, I look at the I look at all your modules and I, I they are they are artistic expressions. They, those are expressions of something that you have to say or want to see in yeah. the world, and that's the same. I feel like that's what a song is. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, for sure. And because most of y'all aren't uh, EEs, I feel like you get weirder fucking. Like I feel like if you yeah. if you were an EE, you might maybe be con- constricted or confined right. and think that, okay, well, this is used for that, and I need, I'm supposed to, if I want to make this type of thing, I need these components, but, like, if you're like, I want to make something that does this, and then you just got to fucking find the stuff, like, I think that's, let's renegade. Well, <laughs> it's it's the same with any other art form, right? It's like the outsider always does the best thing it's in a lot of though, ways. because you, know? you mentioned uh, Schloppy and, and Eli being EEs. But they're both freak shit. they make, make some the, of the weirdest best. fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, like, Eric, that's his, I don't know. He's very academically minded. He's been I working like on the three-body module for four years. Yeah. You know, it's gone through a lot of iterations. Even within the last six months, while the boards were ordered, we knew everything was showing up, there was a lot of decisions being made that were like, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. We had many, many mm-hmm. Zoom calls that were like, well, we could turn the DAC filtering up, we could do this, blah, 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 just endless circle, 
what 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 seems better on paper, but it really came down to like how does this thing feel when you plug and stuff into it and it so outputs something. Like I said know, it on the last tricky. podcast where you guys where I played the thing, but like it's that that what you just said is so apparent to me, like because when he was showing me it, I was like, this sounds like a schlappy set, right. but it's all one module. Totally. <laughs> so he yep. used to make those sounds that you hear in three body yeah. with his whole case, but he figured yeah. out how to distill that into this one thing right. that is very playable and wild results when you, you yeah know, and those like, oscillators could be anything mm-hmm. it, uh, truly he could have he could have coded them to do whatever anyone could yeah. dream up there mm-hmm. comes a point where you have to as a creative person as we've been talking about you have to go no this is it well it yeah, doesn't matter if something's right. better or cleaner well and then feature creep like i could cares ten thousand more yeah. things yeah. on there but like right one thing i do want to interject though about both schlappy and eli because i've had conversations with both of them about this they were like artists and musicians first, right. and they both totally. went into yeah. EE like I'm going into EE because, in both of their cases, because I want to design synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's like didn't they both say that that like, is it didn't, not that didn't really serve them in that capacity? I mean, obviously well, professionally, but but yeah. like. I don't know other EEs that are like EEs and then they're like, I'm going to make synthesizers. <laughs> like if they do, it's going to be like not a cool synthesizer. For the most part, yeah. I think the best designers are also musicians, but you know, Dave yeah. Rossum, he's, he's not a musician. Right. He's Dave like Rossum is a G. <laughs> that dude is that, a G. You know, yeah, but he understands musicians. He does. You know, yeah. and he's, I mean, he has like a more of a, I don't know, scientific mind. Like right. Yeah. I guess but he's also, definitely like, an you look at his preambles in, in the data sheets for like the sound semiconductor chips. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of very interesting sort of asides. On a data sheet, it should just be math and, yeah. and outputs and like boring. You read those data sheets, it's, it's like a fun journey through synth history a little bit. Yeah. And again, you're not going to get data that. Data sheets are you, fun. Unless <laughs> yeah. you understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're fun for us. But like even people who don't give a shit about yeah. making anything, it's an interesting, if Dave's you're curious about the history is, of the last, infectious. Yeah, last <laughs> 40, 35 years of synthesis, like yeah. it's a good place to start. Yeah. Totally. Well, a good place anyway. to end oh. is uh, um, we have like five minutes. Does anybody have any questions for any of us? Questions from the audience? No. Don't we stunned them once. into silence? Excellent. No one? Well, I did. I got these glasses at a vintage shop the other day. Woo! I feel like I look like Jarvis Cocker, who maybe uh, Jarvis Cocker and Zach Galifianakis had a baby. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's accurate. I'm feeling myself with these. Cro- I was gonna change into my shoes. I showed up in my Crocs and the glasses, and then Brandon was like. This is a fucking look right here. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to roll with it. You just like look normal in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're spending our last five minutes yeah. on. It's a little fashion critique. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, who's the square who works in tech? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. There we the go. The Crocs? How, babe, how do you feel about the whole look today? Aww. That's love right For the there. second time, she's so not supportive. Um, she got a really cool button-up shirt that's from like the early 90s yesterday with uh, penguins on it. Yeah. Like little cartoony penguins. Very cute. Nice. Very cool. It's like a good penguin. Yeah, it's good. Um, penguins. None in the North Pole. Polar yeah. bears. None in Antarctica. Wow. Um, and yet they are always in day. cartoons together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah learn yeah. something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, no questions. Uh, oh, oh, you got a question. Oh, yeah.
Brandon should answer this question. <laughs> Sixteen. I think Brandon should answer this one. <laughs> Brandon's got a lot of experience yeah. with this one. Uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I gotta repeat the question. Um, how would I? Will someone else summer? Uh, summer it, it's given so, that there are so many makers in a small uh, area. Does that give us an opportunity to, to purchase as a larger collective, unit, collective yeah. and oh. get larger price breaks as opposed to each of us being like, okay, I need. 100, 200. I, I think also there's an element of that. You're talking like there's some sort of middle ground, either CM or some type of fabrication thing that's in between large, large-scale large Eurorack and one guy, like like a sort of gap like that needs to be filled. There's been a number of attempts of, of yeah. this over the, over the years. Uh, you know, like uh, the Maleco Dark Place Complex. A lot WMD. Of folks, uh, you yeah. know, uh, but it hasn't been, a, I guess, a a successful sustaining example of um, multiple independent companies coming together to work and share equipment and things like that. I think um, we're still many, I don't know of any collectives. Yeah. I mean, we're at still all. so we small. We share an office and some equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I mean, one thing you're talking about Dark Place, like they're a contract manufacturer. Yeah. So right. me, Jay show up with a module idea. I say, "Hey friends, will you make this for me?" and they're like, "Yes, it's going to cost you this much." And then you walk away and eventually you get modules. Right. That's a different relationship for a company like Dark Place that could then say, "I'm making all 10 of these things and they all use this one part. I'm going to buy a bajillion of them." That's a very different relationship than like, "Hey, we use the same cap. Let's go order what we need together." Right. That I don't see happening there not is, for any reason, but it just We share labor. There, we share labor. Yeah, yeah. we there's share a labor. Lot, there's a lot of swapping of, of People, people Pants, bounce around. Like, like yeah. one of the hardest things, I think all of us can agree with this, one of the hardest things to sustain in the production model of Eurorack is qualified hand assembly technicians. Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, people think solder, soldering is this, like, bullshit blue-collar job, and it's not at all, and it requires skill and experience. Um, and, like, being part of people who have reputable people that they kind of pass around during runs. Because the other thing, mm -hmm. too, is these runs are on and off. Like, I need you so much yeah, right, now. right now i need you right. and then it's like i don't have anything for you so it's like yeah. there's a few people who kind of bounce around it's kind of similar to like i guess like front of house engineers for bands yeah. you know yeah. it was like in demand for a hot it's like when it's, it's hot like tour tour season. Season. Yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. like you tour and then you're not on tour so it's like that kind of thing is I definitely think, real I mean, i'm not a company runner but I, i've talked to all of you guys and um i work for a company now i think that is just like it could be as like simple as that is just something that no one has had time to fucking coordinate because you're, that's a lot of you're like yeah, we're engineering your customer yeah. service. We, we've talked about right. it more, like, yeah. uh, you know, doing like, hey, kind I of know, group like, buys and, and, yeah, like going in on equipment. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, for it being realized, uh, usually, yeah, it doesn't happen. Any of your guys' extra bandwidth that you have once all the business aspect is done, you want to try to spend, like, Designing or something like Abe. I know Preferably. you've told me a, a, a bunch of times like design is like 10% of your job. Yeah, it's nothing. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it's like it's you spend as much time custodial as you see. Yeah, dude. It's got to be huge for it's, you. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I've got I, I got hit up today on reverb for some reason like I, I think they want to sell me an idea. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm all out of those. <laughs> yeah, I only have a spreadsheet with 200 of them. The word, the word collaborative has become a trigger for me. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I see the word collaborative, I'm like, right. it's like the, the hair stands up on the back of my neck. It's yeah. just a bad. I, I will say uh, there, there is an example of this 
uh, kind of working with um, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Qubit? Uh, uh, what, what's what's their CM company? I don't remember. What but it's yeah, it's with it's the Daisy platform, Daisy, and yeah. Andrew and uh, his, his <laughs> no, folks, they kind of grand. have addressed this economy of scale and sharing resources. But it's more of more of a, an umbrella of management. Uh, but there's a lot of companies that are using that platform and that manufacturing and that and benefiting from that, those volumes. Daisy. Daisy's the product. Electra, Electra Smith. So, uh, well, I would actually like to collaborate with you, the dear audience, in uh, thanking these four lovely people for giving us their time today and sharing their. Uh, hey, Tim, can we end this? This this guy has this adorable kitten. There is a very that is adorable, just chilling chill fucking. Cat can we just right like there. bring this kitten front and center oh for the God. end of what this is video? What's his name? Alessandro. Oh my God, <laughs> Cort like Cortini. Yeah. yeah. What an appropriate. Like, um, can you like, can you can you bring this kitten to the? I obviously I want to yeah, pet right. this kitten, but yeah. can, we, can we like show? Oh my God. <laughs> like, can you show oh this gorgeous angel to the camera? Yeah, please bring it out. Oh my God! Did Thanks we answer again? your question? I feel like we swam around a lot. <laughs> Let's Did give a round of applause to Kevin and Jeff as well. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you great. so much. Yeah. Really fun. This is cool. All right, that's our episode. Thank you so much to uh, to all the panelists, Ross, Abe, Brandon, and Jay. I'll put links in the show description to all of their uh, pertinent details. Thanks for your patience for. Uh, missing an episode last week and a uh, pretty manically released one this week but uh, next week we're going to take a look at a bunch of really cool modules so uh, you have that to look forward to the secret word secret word for this week is uh, I guess it's like childhood trauma right until next week